0: Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome back, Mr. Glenn Beck. Thank you very much. Yeah. We missed you.
1: Woo. Oh, stop it.
0: Did you? Do you feel refreshed,
1: rejuvenated? Not a bit, but, oh. but I did, uh, I strengthened my view on the border and why we need a wall and how every farmer and everything that we've ever heard growing
0: up
2: tells us we
1: need a fence.
0: Oh. All right, Stu, what you got for us? Uh,
2: we are destroying our oceans uh, with tons and tons of garbage. And we have the latest, and it's pretty disturbing.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh,
2: Michael Bennett and Elizabeth Warren
3: have a plan to stop lobbyists. And I have a better plan.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, I hope, I hope well, obviously. Be than them. Oh. I
2: mean, uh, it's not a high bar you're trying to clear that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. You're, you're already trashing his plan. You've not I, even heard it yet. You've <laughs> not exactly. even heard it you're yet. Right, right. A <laughs> uh, lot to get into, but first I want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. Glenn, did you do any shooting? Whenever?
1: I bought a new handgun, and uh, I did lots of shooting. And I will tell you, I have a, a 50 caliber. And, uh, and shooting that is... Expensive, and every time somebody was you know, with a group and they were like, oh, "I want to shoot that," and it pop out another shell, and I'd be like, "Well, oh, that's another twelve dollars." Oh. hope that was fun, and I thought, you know, is there a fifty caliber experience for iTarget Pro? Because <laughs> that is shooting every day. When we, that's what we do as a family. We go out and shoot, and there's you know at least four or five of us. That's a ton of money. A ton of money. It's like going to Disney World without any of the audio animatronics. (laughs) Just shooting things. Uh,
0: (laughs) But iTarget Pro has the laser bullet instead. So you can dry fire, and you've got the laser bullet, and then you download the app, as you guys can see. Yes, as you guys can see who are are watching on television. Um, You download it, and you're dry firing with your own personal gun, which is huge um, for trigger control, and you get to learn the pull. Um, But uh, it... Pays for itself, right? And as you were saying, ammunition costs oh, it'll and pay range for fees. In
1: one trip to the range.
0: Yeah, that's it's, it's huge. And as an extra bonus, you don't shoot holes in your living room furniture. I'm ah, mm. good. So that's my problem. Yeah. yeah. So is, uh, you're welcome, yeah. Andrew.
1: Talk yeah. about the new gun on this show. Stu wouldn't let me talk about it, night. and and because I was going to on radio, I was going to talk about this new gun that I almost bought, but then I found something else even better. Mm-hmm. Um, And I told Stu about it, and he was like, don't say that, because then they'll figure it out and they'll take it away from us. Um, But Remington, (laughs) can I talk about it?
0: Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Free shipping right now and 10% off at itargetpro.com with promo code NEWS. That is itargetpro.com. There's nothing cooler than a laser bullet. All right, go ahead.
1: Uh, I should probably get to the news. (laughs) We'll we'll talk about the cool gun later. Um, Okay. So... We're having all kinds of problems, all kinds of problems, and it is because we're being milk toast about everything, it, it, because we won't take a stand on what we know is true. I re I reread um, uh, the gods of the copy book headings this uh, vacation because I saw the insanity that was being talked about while I was on vacation about abortion, and it was like. It was crazy. It was like when Roe versus Wade looks like a mushy middle ground, we have gone way over the edge. Okay, so I'm out mending fences. What does it mean when you think of mending fences? So you say, hey, you guys, we all just need to mend some fences here. What does that mean to you?
0: Make up with one another.
1: I'm going to say rebuilding the fence. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, You've never heard that? We have to mend fences? Well, I've heard mending fences, yeah. Yeah, and what does it usually mean? Well, it usually means you're you're, you're making up with somebody. Okay. Yeah. Right? Okay. So I'm out mending fences because a thousand-acre fence is really expensive (laughs) for barbed wire, okay? So you don't, when it's broken, you don't go and and put a whole new line in you just take cut a piece about this big you take what's a a texas something or other and you pull it together and then you mend that with more barbed wire and you twist it around and so then you let it go and that line is taut again and you don't have to replace anything but about this much of barbed wire mending fences the reason why you do that is because your cattle get out and go to the other ranch next door uh, and they eat somebody else's food okay so your neighbors are upset at each other because basically your cows are stealing from your neighbor so mending fences is not about uh, hey dude I'm really sorry you don't have to say anything what you have to do is go over and put that barbed wire back together so your cow doesn't steal from the cows next door. So we get along perfectly well. If we have mended our fences. So our stuff is on our side and your stuff is on your side and we're perfectly neighbor, neighborly. You'd have a problem, I'm over with the potluck. If you have a problem and you're in the hospital and I, you need your, your um, fields cut, I'll cut the hay for you without a problem because we're neighbors. But we're neighbors that know on this side of the fence are my cows on this side of the fence, are your cows. We need to mend fences with Mexico. Our problems are stemming from us not mending fences. This health care is on our side. This education is on our side. We'll help you. You're in trouble. You need something. We are great neighbors. We'll help you anyway. This is our stuff. That's your stuff. You don't cross this fence, and we're fine. The minute you cross my fence, we have a problem. And we are trying to uh, expect civilization who everybody knows, everybody's heard the mending fences thing, everybody knows that, and everybody thinks it's about making up. No, it's about doing what you are supposed to do to keep your stuff on your side of the fence. We're not doing that. Mexico's not doing that. It's not hateful. When we say build a wall, you immediately think of a Berlin wall. No, we just need to mend fences. That's it. How that fence appears, I had to put barbed wire in and I had to string electric fence on one side of my my ranch as well. So, do I want an electric fence? No, but Cows on both sides are very aggressive there. So I put the electric fence there. The electric fence, the cows only hit it once. Once. Mm -hmm. They don't hit it a second time. They can hear the buzz. When they try to go for it the first time, they get a shock. The second time they're like, oh, back up, back up, back up. Same thing. You've got a fence. You pay a price if you cross it. Nobody crosses it anymore. Why aren't we listening to what we used to do as farmers why aren't we doing common sense things on our own borders
0: well uh, a group in New Mexico is is trying this. to do that yeah just a private group what they had a GoFundMe a couple months ago and raised a bunch of money and now did a half a mile sector and they say in New Mexico that that sector there's like a hundred. Uh, migrants who cross every night on a, what they call a typical day and then a hundred thousand dollars worth of illegal drugs that is trafficked in uh, on a typical day again, so they thought that that, that particular hole in the fencing was uh, you know it was very it needed and yeah necessary, and so they funded uh, and did it.
1: This is how out of touch, never in my lifetime would Americans have done that. Never in my lifetime. they would have they would have never thought. Um, Oh, we should do that. They would bitch about the government not doing it. And they would say, we need new people in Washington. We need to elect. People are so done with Washington. This is the Bubba effect. Mm. This is Americans taking their own money and their own time and saying, screw you, Washington. We'll do it. We'll do it faster, better and cheaper. This is the Bubba effect. This is a great sign and a
0: very
2: bad sign for Washington. So in? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's it's kind of a sign of where we are in this whole conversation where you have one. You know, there certainly are people who are actually anti-immigration. I mean, I very rarely run into them. I mean, I think people, generally speaking, like that we have immigration as long as it's legal. Um, but, you know, they do exist. And on the other side, you have Nancy Pelosi saying that all walls are or fences and walls are immoral. It's like, well, they're not anything, right? Like, it depends on how you apply them, right? Like, there's been walls that have been, uh, you know, used all over in Israel, for example, is is one, um, where they have cut down on on border crossings and 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 terrorist and attacks in those areas by like sides. 90% plus. I mean, I, you know, I think that we should be, you know, what Trump says in a sort of his rhetoric, I think, can be applied if it was actually executed, which is like, look, we wanna have the big wall. We wanna have the big door door in the wall. Like we want people to come and we have to be encouraging that more. We spend a little bit too much time talking about lowering uh, illegal immigration. And we should spend a little bit more time talking about increasing legal immigration, making it easier, making it so that people who are good people that want to come here and can add to our society, uh, don't have to ruin their lives to do it. Um, But I mean, when it comes to the wall, It is a small piece of the puzzle. Remember, we still have, you know, most of the people that are here are going to be coming through overstaying visas and uh, and other things. And I think at some level, this being like Donald Trump's main thing has made every person on the left say, that's the one thing we have to stop. And every person on the right saying, that's the only thing we need. And if we we get it or not, it's not going to solve the problem either way. This is a much bigger conversation. And we've just summarized this. Like we've turned, you know, a, a giant important issue into a tweet. You know, it's like we, we've got 140 characters to finish this entire thing, you know, figure this entire thing out, and I just, I don't see how it's going to be We're doing that with everything. Time. That's
1: why I said when yeah. I saw this about the abortion stuff, I don't know anybody who is for abortion five minutes before. I don't, I don't think I've ever met anybody like that. That's what the politicians are talking about. Mm-hmm. I also don't know anybody who is so hardcore that they just want women to have back alley you know abortions that's not those are cartoons. those are cartoons. Do some of those people exist? Yeah, some people say hate all immigrants too, and don't realize where did you come from? Tonto, because if your name's not Tonto or something like that, you're from someplace else. so These are the extremes, and we're only being presented with the extremes, and that's not where people are.
3: Uh, I really like what they're doing in Mexico. Because to back up a little bit, my first New Mexico. I live parts of Mexico. I like too. (laughs) Uh, My my first job. You wouldn't guess this based on how how natty of a dresser I am. But my first job out of college was uh, working on a ranch in Logan County, Oklahoma, and most of my job was literally erecting fences. Uh, And so uh, my the, the common sense thing that I immediately have when I think about fences is how much do they cost. Now, I look at Trump's plan, and I think it costs way too much, and it's not worth the actual benefit to it. I also, to, to borrow a P.J. work line, I think it's like a, a $60 million subsidy to Mexican ladder companies. I don't think it would fix anything. <laughs> I think it would add a lot. Um, so for that reason, I, like, if, if I could push a magic button and a, and a wall popped up, I'd be fine with it. Um, but I, I think the money could be put better elsewhere. For that reason, I like what they're doing in New Mexico mm-hmm. because they are using—I the, I don't want to spend my money on that. I don't think it's worth it. But if they want to put their money on it, and they're not taking anybody's land through eminent domain, which they're not. It's all private land. Mm -hmm. um, Great. And they're also doing another thing, which is addressing a problem that they think the government's not doing, which I also think is a very healthy attitude. So I I like that they're doing this. It is. I just think that this is a sign of screw the government. I have no faith in
1: the government. I like, too, that Americans are fixing it. Americans think that they can do that. No other country in the world would they build a wall. A group of... Well, Chinese, maybe a uh, long time ago. But,
3: but even then, it was a neighborhood association. Right. It wasn't a neighbor. It wasn't a
1: group of people who just said, hey, we need this. Let's do this. This is a very American thing to do. But it's not a American thing to do in my lifetime, because the argument always has been that's what your tax dollars are for. And that's what they should be doing. Why aren't they doing it? Because this is a defensive. You know, this is like, you know what? Group of my neighbors, we're going to start building tanks. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I know a
3: lot of libertarians.
0: I know. I know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if All I do right. that. Back in a minute. <laughs> come to my <laughs> 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 tell them you're coming
1: before you show <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you tell
0: Before we uh, move on to Stu's top story, I want to thank our sponsor, Cruise Through History. Glenn, Mm. this cruise-
1: Is unbelievable.
0: I can't believe it. Unbelievable. You're going to the coolest places.
1: Coolest places, because they're all the places that I want to see before they're all destroyed. Uh, I want to go to Venice, Um, and Venice is the place where the Renaissance really was funded, and, and, and that the Enlightenment period, Venice. Then we're going to Athens. We'll see how a republic was formed. Then we're going to Jerusalem. We're also going to stop in uh, uh, if you watch uh, Th- Game of Thrones, uh, King's Croatia? Landing. Croatia, yeah. Croatia. We're going to Dubrovnik or wherever that is. Th- that one's just for fun. Uh, <laughs> but Bill O'Reilly's coming on it. Stu's coming on it. David Barton's coming on it. Rabbi Lappin. Uh, and we're taking uh, you can. There's a whole bunch of different ways you can go. You can go for five days. I think you can go for 20 days, um, but it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Mm, you can. And go it's too.
1: all ex- everything is paid for. You pay one price from airfare to you know. A glass of water, everything is paid for.
0: Truly all-inclusive. Truly
1: all-inclusive.
0: You can go to uh, comesailaway.com to, you know, like he was saying, there's different packages. So pick your package, mark your calendars now, comesailaway.com, spring 2020. All right, Stu, you said that there is plastic in the ocean.
2: Yes, it's very scary. Um, One of the uh, the greatest accomplishments, uh, you know, in marine exploration happened recently. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's pretty... The, 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 the deepest they've ever gone in the ocean, in, in a, basically in a submarine. Um, really cool. But this is how it was covered pretty much everywhere. Here, I'll give me some of the headlines. Uh, you have, uh, he went where no human had gone before. Our trash had already beaten him there. And you so have. that a rock? Classic <laughs> <It's very laughs> proliferates at the bottom of the world's deepest deepest ocean trench. It mm-hmm. kind of looks like it was a shot from space. I don't know why the picture was like that. <laughs> Deep sea diver travels further than any human finds plastic. Then you've got uh, trash found littering ocean floor in deepest ever sub-dive. America's break records with the deepest submarine dive ever finds plastic waste. It was like this over and over and over and over and over again. And like, I, you know, I, it's a very good headline, right? Like, I mean, it's kind of weird for me to want to boil down this incredible exploration. Uh, Just to, to put this to, in, into perspective,
1: this is as difficult to get to the ocean floor, the bottom of the ocean, as it was to get to space. Imagine if it was like, and we found a bottle cap, and that was everything about the yeah. lunar landing. <laughs> That'd
3: be a big deal, though. <laughs> if we got yeah, to the lunar landing, yeah. and there was like a shopping cart there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that would I would want to know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, but this one, you you get it,
2: right? Get it right. how it got there. No, I don't. Like, what is the point of this, right? Like, you know, obviously the idea is to communicate that we're ruining the Earth and that you know we're dropping trash everywhere. First of all, like this is not like some deep scientific study of like. We, you know, here's what we believe is at the bottom of the ocean. Here's our evidence. It's just one guy who's driving around like with a picture. like You kind of see the thing that we have pulled up here. It's just a guy. This is like his view. And he, and he says he looked out there and he saw a plastic bag at one point, which we haven't seen that on video yet, but also a piece of plastic, um, or at least something that could be plastic. He's not exactly sure what it is. It, oddly, every single headline just says he found plastic, but here's the guy actually talking about what he found. Watch.
1: As I continued going along the bottom, cruising around, I did see what appeared to be one or two particles of man-made matter. I don't know if they were plastic or metal, but they definitely had sharp edges, and one of them had what looked like a letter on it, printed, so they were obvious contamination.
2: So again, ahead, that not hes not, say, he's not even a, saying it. It, it could be a t-
1: tuna fish can top. <laughs> but it could be anything, as right. he said. And and were they changing the digital film when he saw this stuff? I mean, I can't imagine that every everything that happened on the lunar surface. <laughs> right. Captured
2: on film. That's a great point. Right. They, uh, they didn't capture this moment. There's a moment in the video, and I don't know. If, I don't think it was in that shot. But like you see something that was very tiny and looked like it kind of it kind of looked a little bit like it had a pointy edge to it. So maybe that was what he was describing. But saying that he saw he thinks he saw one or two particles of <laughs> of of man-made material, which is could be plastic or could be metal. Like this is completely different the, than the headlines of these stories. Do you
1: remember the 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 first ever picture of the black hole? Mm. Just happened recently, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and we had our camera guy. The donut in space, right? The donut yes. in space. recreated it. It looked mm-hmm. very much like a donut. Yeah. I got news for you.
2: It's not a donut. <laughs> it's not a no. donut. I will say too. It sent a couple of other bizarre sort of signals to me. And that, like, I honestly like yes, we have trash in our oceans, and yes, we should have no trash in our oceans, but, you know, we've kind of brought civilization to this point. There's going to be a little bit of trash that falls on the ocean to keep billions of people alive. I would have thought there was tons of stuff down there. Like, the fact that there's only two man-made particles in the B- deepest part of the ocean. right? right? Like, and kitchen sinks Exactly, and-, and here's the thing, like, they're like, well, it's how can, can you believe this? They got to the deepest part of the ocean, and there were man-made particles. Well, anything that sinks is just going to keep going until it hits something. Like, yeah. that's what metal would do, like, right? Like, it just keeps <laughs> going down down, 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 and if it falls on the higher point of, of gr- the ground, that's kind of where it'll probably stop. And then it'll, if it's not, it's going to keep going to the, this part. Like the idea was it's going to go halfway down and just stop. Like that's not what metal does, right? Like we, it's going to be on the bottom at some of something. I, I take your point. This is anecdotal. It is an anecdotal mm-hmm. thing. However, I do want to be the wet blanket that mm-hmm.
3: points mm-hmm. out that there mm-hmm. is there are bad things happening. So the the rate is of species extinctions increased dramatically. Not, not, no, no.
1: No. That's a five. Do you That's even know how many species there are? I, I can handle this one. This is so little league baseball. <laughs> I can handle this one. Do you know how many species there are? 48. You're right. That's right. How did
2: That's you right. know
3: that? Nobody knows how many species. There are tens of thousands of
1: species we, we don't even know but, of.
3: But the, the rate at which we're determining extinction is increasing. So it used to be that we saw about five per year that we going extinct. Now it's like a thousand. So the, our ability to determine how many are going away forever is increasing. And then in terms of plastic, which is, I think, the main thing we're talking about, um, we estimate that there's between, what, four 4 million metric tons and 12 million metric tons a year. Now, most of that's not America. Most yeah. of that's China and Indonesia uh, and Vietnam and, and, and Southeast mm-hmm. Asia. Um, so I don't think, like a, like, a straw ban is going to affect that. But we are putting a ton of plastic in the ocean, and that is a bad
2: thing. Yeah, I just, this has nothing to do with that story, right? Like, I mean, both of your points are, you know, points, but they're not, They have nothing to do with this. And, like, I was just very annoyed at the coverage of it. Like, they make it out to be because this is what happens. Like, there is a big floating garbage barge in the middle of the ocean. Well, there's not. You know, like, the numbers you're talking about, I I don't have them off the top of my head, but I, I assume you're being accurate with those. But, like... People try to say, well, there's a giant pile of garbage somewhere. One of the big reasons why we had the scare when it came to, uh, you know, dumps uh, in the in the United States and wasteland was because the one barge that went around the East Coast back in the day couldn't find a place to dump it off. And we're like, we're out of landfill space. We're out of landfill space. And people panicked over landfill space. Well, we have plenty of space for landfills. These things, kind of these like little anecdotal stories, like grow into real things. And the straw man is a great example of it as well. I remember when I was a kid and I believed it forever. You know, the, the you have to break up your little six-pack things because they might get on the neck of like some pigeon or seagull you know, something. Are you telling me that's wrong? Oh, I, I mean, I still do it. I, I, I know it's I, it's totally I in my to. head to do it. From when I'm I was proud a kid. to say, I don't even know what it is. Oh, you don't. <laughs> no. So when, when I was oh. when I was in school, they would tell me when you have a six-pack yeah, of straws, you cut them, or you or cut them up. Them. So or yeah, it'll get caught <laughs> over a turtle or a seagull's neck.
0: Yeah, the plastic ring,
2: and then they'll they'll die or something. Like, how many times has that actually happened? I'm sure it has. But, like, the idea that that is something that a human being should be doing all the time. What is, I love is, is the fact that with such
1: passion,
2: they will tell you
1: to cut those things up so a turtle won't strangle. Mm-hmm. But with the same amount of passion, they will tell you, these aren't children in the womb. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: these yeah, aren't well. children. You're not killing children. <laughs> Wait, in five minutes, We're that's gonna to to be a baby. But <laughs> well, let me give you this part. This is my favorite part of the story. So the guy gets down to the bottom of the ocean. He's talking about the serene environment. He's looking around. He no- notices this plastic thing, but he's also very positive. This is an amazing journey, right? You sit down there, it's quiet everywhere. Little weird species have never been seen before are floating by. And he says he sits back and he just decides ah, he's just gonna take it all in and he enjoys it. And he sits down and he has lunch. I swear to you, a tuna fish sandwich. <laughs> what? <laughs> brings a tuna fish sandwich to this environment. I mean you going to eat all the, the fish at the top and, you, and you're just going to sit here and complain about plastic at the bottom? Stop eating the fish at the top. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was beautiful. We, we took a bunch of the fish and we just crushed them into little pieces and then d- doused them in mayonnaise. It was wonderful. <laughs> I thought it was so weirdly would, disconnected from this journey. I would have paid
1: money to be the guy in the sub with him that was just behind him when he was just like, now take all this in, and then you just wait for a minute and you just go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay,
3: back in a minute.
1: <laughs> Jump out of your skin. <laughs>
0: uh glenn before we go into overtime uh i know that there was some really devastating storms over in ohio
1: horrible horrible storms last night in in ohio dayton was hit particularly hard Um, but this has happened from oklahoma all the way up Uh, and mercury one is on the ground with their partners right now and we could really use your help just go to mercuryone.org and help with the disaster relief fund if you want to help the neighbors they are already on the ground they were uh, there early this morning uh, and um, it's it's an amazing effort. And if you want to be a part of it,
2: just go to mercuryone.org. Or you could p- help pull plastic off the bottom of the ocean. That's, that's another option.
0: Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's me, cruise, I'm going Mercury One. I'm, <laughs> I'm
2: coming in with
1: all those those things for the six pack, and I'm not cutting them. <gasps> How dare. Animal
0: hater. <laughs> Why do you hate the seagulls?
1: Yeah, well, have you lived around seagulls? No. <laughs>
2: Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blaze TV.com. All
0: right, Andrew, you said you've got a, a lesson. For
3: some I've got I've got a better solution for lobbyists than than Michael Bennett and Elizabeth Warren do So both of them have a, a, a policy that they're promoting right now Which is a lifetime ban on members of Congress serving as lobbyists Now, presently, the way the law works is I believe there's a one-year cool-off period that's there both Mm -hmm. for congressmen and for chiefs of staff. The idea behind it is that you don't want congressmen to be making decisions while they're in office based on a really big paycheck down the line. And the way they get around it, incidentally, is that they get signed on uh, with a retainer anyway, um, that they just sit out during that one-year cooling period and they get paid as a consultant, and then they become an official lobbyist later on. Uh, Trump, when he was running, wanted to do a five-year cooling period. This is, you know, the whole drain-the-swamp type thing. Um, you can't do it for five years. Uh, Michael Bennett and Elizabeth Warren have gone further. They want to say, if you, if you serve in Congress, you can never uh, act as a lobbyist. There's a part of me that appreciates this, it, but, but it, it is the gut part of me and not the thinking part of me. The gut part of me loves just making politicians nervous. <laughs> and, uh, and I would like I like if, if I could effect a world in which if you served in Congress or the Senate, you could never again live in any uh, in D.C. or any adjacent county. You could. How about live all in America? you live in America. <laughs> live well, in America? Yeah, that, I, it would be interesting. I um, I think, though, that uh, in general, uh, people looking to make money are probably going to figure out a way to get around all the machinations Congress can get to, which brings me to my bigger point. If you really want to deal with lobbyists, if you really want to deal with lobbyists, you need to remember this. If you make a better maze, you get smarter rats. And that's what we've been doing with regulations involving lobbying and campaign finance and everything else. We just try and make a more intricate maze to get to the money at the end. If you want to get rid of lobbyists, and if you want to lower the impact of lobbyists, you have to lower the amount of spending we do on the federal level. That's why they're all there. That's why the wealthiest counties in the United States are all next to Washington, D.C., because there's so much money. If you get rid of that, you won't have to worry about this. But if, if you're going to keep spending where it is, if you're going to make it this giant egg where if I can get in and I can get that money and I can get a billion-dollar subsidy... They're going to figure out ways to to, to get around this ban and things like that. They'll get hired as consultants. They'll uh, their their buddy's going to do it, but they'll they'll be given a, a reciprocal relationship on on some board of directors and things like that. So I I don't think it would actually accomplish anything. Shrink the budget. Yeah, that would be great,
0: Glenn. What are your thoughts other than? ban them from living
3: in the country <laughs> ban them to canada is a good like
1: a good you know, i don't i don't i don't think we need to go farther than that <laughs> but um you know it was it was woodrow wilson that really had uh, the industrial complex start um he brought them all in and, and loved it for world war one then they went back home and they went wait a minute what what are we doing here and during the Great Depression, they all moved back. That's when lobbyists really started to tap in because before that, there wasn't a big government that was spending lots and lots of money. And so they just grew the lobbyists as they grew the size of government and the spending of government. I think you're exactly right. But to your point on the on the rats, don't tell if you're look, if you are a anti-gun person, turn off this podcast right now. <laughs> I mean it. Turn it off. Mitch? Turn it off. Okay, so um, I, was in a, I was in a store, um, a gun store up in Idaho, and, um, and you know, I, uh, I'm very friendly to gun stores, and, and so uh, they came in and they were like, aha, we got this new gun, you have to see this. And I said, okay. And they have a, they have a, um, a range right there at the gun store, so you can go try them out. That's awesome. And this gun was $1,200, and it was a rifle, um, but the barreling in it, the, you know, the, the, usually it's a spun inside the barrel, they, they, I don't know what you call it, barreling. They carve out a spiral. The gun cue. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when the bullet comes out, it's spiraling, okay? Mm-hmm. What they did is they just took that barrel and they put stripes down on the inside, just straight lines. So when the bullet comes out, it's a slower bullet because the bullet is tumbling. Okay, so it's really bizarre when you look at a when you look at a uh, a range um, and it's a target. You think of a target as as little round holes. Okay, this target is the shape of the bullet from the side, and they're all it's all just kind of everywhere because these bullets are tumbling at you. They'll still kill you.
3: This <laughs> okay? very painful. Yeah,
1: yeah, they might be worse in in the way it kills you. Uh, however. That can be an automatic weapon. So for fifteen, twelve, 12 or $1,500, Remington has figured out if I just put the barreling different, I can go boom, 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 boom. Like it's legitimately pull the trigger once and it keeps shooting? It's pull the trigger back, and it fires, let it go and it fires, pull it back, fires, so it's like boom, 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 boom. boom. pull. But it is as fast as an automatic weapon. I mean, it's it, 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 It's probably more accurate because you can stop. If you've ever fired a real machine gun, those things, you're firing at the ceiling. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, we don't actually use machine guns in war because it's too expensive. They found that after they have bursts, three-round bursts, pff- and they found that after the, three, the, after the third round, it's so inaccurate, you're wasting ammunition. Huh? Right? So this is a two-round burst. And we've got around all of the laws to stop it. Because somebody went, oh, you mean, okay, well, you know what's not counted is if I just make the barreling this way. And it's, it's as opposed to $20,000. It's $1,500. Even better, you know the little loop thing that they just banned? Yeah, the the bump stock. Bump stock? Mm -hmm. Even better, for $300, you can take that trigger and you can put it in your AR. It's better than a bump stock, Mm. and you're completely clean. Hmm. It's craziness. It's craziness. Whenever... Washington doesn't know anything about anything. They're not experts on anything. And so when they say, we're going to fix that, no, well,
2: they're not going to fix it. You know, yeah, they're training they it. smarter rats yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. You, know. you just find another way to do it. Um, on the on the uh, lobbying thing, I, one thing that makes me a little nervous about that, and I'd love to get your thoughts on it, is even if you're a congressperson, right, and you're terrible and, and an awful human being and should probably move to Canada immediately <laughs> upon leaving office, you still have a constitutional right to uh, you know to, yeah. to go to your government and yes. say hey I want you mm-hmm. to do X Y and Z and the fact that we, that we ban lobbyists from doing anything is really weird to me. I, I don't know how that's constitutional exactly. It's, we have I petition the government. That's uh, that's, that's uh, a constitutional it's right. It's
1: why I believe in term limits, but I think term limits should also go to all civil positions. But I haven't figured out you don't want to you know there's something to be said for the guy who's been there. No, no, no. You just got to kick it a little bit, and it yeah. k- it it starts up again. There's something to be said for institutional knowledge.
3: And, and if you overdo it, because there's been a couple of states. that I think California for a while did that. Where um, I mean, California's just always a medley of really good laws. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ca- California. I think it was them that put in term limits, and, and basically that happened where where there there wasn't anybody that'd been around, around long enough to really get the budget, mm-hmm. uh, and so they were just constantly constantly messing it up. Um, I, you raise a very good point, Stu, which is that I, I don't know that you could you could stand that up in a court of law. I mean, I, I'm thinking that it, it is a cool-off period presently. Yeah. Um, but, but you're right, though. Were you to ban someone permanently, um, I guess you could do it in the sense that um, there's a difference between me going and talking to my congressman where I am lobbying versus mm-hmm. being a formal lobbyist. You do have to register right. if you're being yep. paid to do it for a living. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you couldn't do that, if that wouldn't be permissible Look, under you, you, law. Here's the problem.
1: Punishments. Just punish the bad guys. You see what's happening in New York with the taxi medallions? You know, these taxi yeah. medallions. They're a million dollars for the little medallion. And everybody says that it is, it's Uber that's putting them out. Because the price of a taxi medallion in the last four or five years has gone from a million dollars to 200000 That's going in the wrong direction. Mm. And all these people owe the bank $800,000 for something that's no longer worth it and still plummeting. Okay, why it's not that it's not that that taxi medallion uh, is being hurt by Uber because most of the taxis money where it's really done is at the airports. Those aren't Ubers. Those are all almost exclusively cabs. Okay, so the majority of the money is being made for the airport runs, not with the little city stuff that Uber does. The problem is, is that after 2008, the really bad guys the banks that were dirty, really dirty, and had wrapped up all these CDOs, were blocked. And they didn't pay a price for what they just did to the housing market. They were just told, okay, you can't do that anymore. But they paid no price. So they went, well, how are we going to replace this money? And so they started making zero interest loans for these taxi medallions which went from about 400,000 up to a million now because what happens when you throw money at it? Those prices went crazy because everyone could afford, they could, well I could afford that loan because I don't have to put anything down. They got into all those loans then the market collapsed because There's too much money in it, this is a game, and it collapsed. So who's at fault? Is it Uber? Is it the market? Or is it the bank that didn't learn their lesson the last time because they weren't held responsible and held to the law that everyone else will be held by? You want to stop lobbyists? Find the dirty ones and punish them under current law. You want to stop the problems on the border? Find the people who are crushing the border and and wrecking the border under current law and make them pay for it you want to stop crime with guns find the people who are doing nefarious things with guns that are violating our current laws and punish them it will stop it's an electric fence violate it once you will be shocked and it will hurt so you will turn around and go the other way and when you hear that buzz you don't want a piece of that that's how you solve these things
0: Uh, Gillette, apparently they were not woke enough, their latest, uh, their last ad with toxic masculinity. uh, Just just sell razors, please. Um, They have doubled down now. This time they have an ad that is featuring Samson, a uh, transgender guy shaving for the first time. Watch.
2: What is that? Growing up I was always trying to figure out what kind of man I wanted to become and I'm still trying to figure out what kind of man that I want to become. I always knew I was different. I didn't know that there was a term for the type of person that I was. I went into my transition just wanting to be happy. I'm glad I, I'm at the point where I'm able to shave. South, south, north, north, east, west, never in a hurry.
1: Right. Listen to what now don't be scared, don't be scared. Shaving is about being confident.
0: Oh, you do, you not fine? You are doing fine.
2: I'm at the point in my manhood where I'm actually happy. It's not just myself transitioning; it's everybody around me transitioning.
0: Glenn.
1: A lot to say. First of all, who could watch that and feel anything but happiness for him and his father? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a very that's loving bad. ad. And there, is, and there is nothing to be said other than, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. He's happy. I'm happy for you. Now, what Gillette has done is taken this one scenario and shown us the happy ending mm-hmm. and made it about this one individual well that's not what this is about. Transgenderism is about be the best a man can be. First of all, that's not that's not what people are saying in society. They're saying don't be a man. Don't be a man. Masculine, masculinity is a bad thing. Well no.
0: even Gillette is, being, is giving conflicting statements. Correct. They're the ones who said toxic masculinity. Right, masculinity but this is toxic,
1: a woman this is, right. this is a woman who now has transitioned to a man right. So be the best a man can be, which is actually a woman that is now claiming to be a different gender. Okay, Well, she's not. I'm sorry. You can sew anything on. You can take all of that you want. But still, it is scientifically X and Y. So it's not only that. Here's a dad who I don't know how old he is or she is. Um... But looks early 20s, could be 30, I don't know. I don't know the story of when he started the transgender hormone uh, therapy, but we have bigger issues than shaving for the first time. Shaving for the first time, I just did it with my son, he's 14. Okay. Shaving for the first time, it's a big deal, it is a big deal. Did he start transitioning at 14? Do we do that to our kids? Are we forced to do that like they're now forcing in Canada and in in Great Britain? What are the ramifications of all of this? What are the bad stories about people who have transitioned and now want to kill themselves even more? We're not talking about any of these things. They're making it into this one guy. And when you watch that, there is nothing you can say but Good for you. I'm happy. Good for you. They're selling razors, and they're using, they're using your love of humanity to not only sell you what might end up being poison, we don't know, and I say that to Apple, too, might end up being poison to the human race. We don't know. We're guinea pigs with this technology. We don't know how this is going to turn out, and they're using love to do it love is not the question as I said to my daughter before all of this was passed on gay marriage and she said dad it's about love and I said you can love whoever you want you can marry whoever you want the government should not be involved in these decisions because what this is actually about is control manipulation and playing on your love For an agenda that you disagree that is there because they've captured love. Same thing Gillette's doing now with transgenderism. Capturing love to make it so bulletproof that if you say anything... Like, I don't know what this is going to mean for this generation when they're told there's a thousand different genders, you can be whatever you want, there is no male, there is no female. We have no idea what that means. Any any indication of any civilization who has ever tried anything like this has been des- destruction, destruction. You can blame it on God, you can say there is no God. Look at the history as a as a society goes this way, it ends in destruction. Maybe we're going to be different, but we don't know. Separate your emotions from the facts. This might be great for this father and daughter and now son, might be great, and I have nothing against them. Don't play on my emotions to sell your damn
3: razors, Gillette.
0: Andrew, dare I ask if you agree?
3: I agree with most of that. (laughs) Actually, the only part that I want to go back to is the the civilizations that are are brought down by it. And, And I want to clarify, you didn't say anything about gay people. Glenn did not say anything about gay people, but to me, when I think about um, transgender uh, transgender issues, it, it seems to me to be paralleling what we went through as a country with gay people. Where like we're I, all on the same letters, right? The LGBT, uh-huh. like they're all included in that. They're so all in they, that you now. Which they should not it's be. Not, it's not even that. It's not even that. Well, if, if I might just finish mm-hmm. what I meant, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what I mean is that when I was a kid, there there was a debate going on as to whether or not um, homosexuality was genetic or a choice, and I think we're largely at the point where we think it's it's probably. I think it's genetic. I don't think you really well, have a. a Saying it. I agree with you, but let's
1: make sure we stick to science. There is no gay gene that we have found. True. We have found genes for everything. It's like alcoholism. That's not a gene. I'm an alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic. Is it passed on? Well, I know in my family it was, but my family's so screwed up from alcoholism, of course it continues to produce that. So I don't know, but it has not been scientifically
3: proven. So it's still a theory. It it is a theory. However, like with with gay people, I do think all the evidence that I've seen is that it's not something they're choosing, right? I agree. I I agree 100%. 100%. And I I think it's probably something similar like that with transgender people. So I'm generally more gung-ho about that. Mm Um, the, the thing that I wanted to ask you about is just when you talked about civilizations being impacted, what are you referring to specifically? read The Gods of the Copybook Headings by Rudyard Kipling.
1: I just read it again um, on this uh, vacation because it is more and more true every single day. Rudyard Kipling saw... World War I, saw it coming, saw what people were saying, saw what we could do with our money, what it would mean for socialism, what it would mean and how we're going to take care of people, what it means by taking everybody's guns away, all of it. It's the death of truth, of science, of reason. If you want to talk about transgenderism, good. Let's talk about it, but let's use science to dictate what we're doing, uh, especially when it comes to children. What, what Caitlyn Jenner wants to do, what she wants to be called, that's fine. That's fine. But don't tell me that I can't teach my kids about Bruce Jenner, including the part that he was miserable his whole life, felt like he was a fraud his whole life because he felt like a woman. I teach them that, too. But let's not delude ourselves into thinking, oh, well, now we all say that transgenderism is okay, and if my five-year-old says, I want to be a girl, I didn't freak out if my little boy or my little girl wanted to dress up as a boy or dress up as a girl. I didn't freak out. It's normal. It doesn't matter. I don't then say, oh, well, he wanted to wear a dress, so he must be wanting to be a girl, so I'm going to change his name from Bobby with a Y to Bobby with an I, and here, let's go to a doctor and inject you with hormones. We have no idea what that is going to do to this generation in mind and in body and spirit. Let's root things in truth. Truth. We have no idea what causes that we have no idea we we should also recognize it causes tremendous pain in all parts of the family tremendous pain can you imagine what that father felt like when his son maybe his only son was like i think or only daughter i think i'm a boy <sighs> okay let me get my arms around that one mm-hmm. I I would not want to face that as a father. I have tremendous sympathy for him and tremendous joy that they have found peace with it. But let's not just throw a blanket over it and say we've solved this. Have we? Are we more enlightened? No. We're not using science or anything like it to arrive at these decisions. We're abandoning truth. We want to have this conversation, then good. Let's have an open conversation.
0: All right. Uh, Today's poll, what is the most important issue in the 2020 presidential election? Abortion, immigration, gun rights, or the economy? Or
2: plastic at the bottom of the ocean.
0: I'm not sure that that was included in this poll. Why not? If it was, though, I'm sure that that would be the top Mm -hmm. issue of 2020. Okay. Really quickly, Glenn.
1: Life. Life. So, life, and I would say the close second is the Second Amendment, the Constitution. Okay, still. So.
2: Yeah, life for me on yeah. that one. Intro. Constitution, economy. Yeah, I mean, the economy is very, very important. Mm-hmm. It can't be undersold. Yeah. Wait, can I can I continue to be controversial? I mean, if we
3: want to be here all night, yep. <laughs> yes, you can.
1: <laughs> you absolutely can. This is why I leave early. <laughs> Let me ask you. Yeah. Take away what you're talking about, you being pro-choice, what you're talking about is reasonable. Roe versus Wade stuff that we have been going back and forth on for 30 years and we're not changing anybody's mind. Okay, We're not talking about that anymore. We're now talking about up to and sometimes with some people, including infanticide.
3: Well, and, and we're talking about Alabama going the opposite direction and going very, very far past Roe versus Wade, mm-hmm. and like having penalties for doctors that might have been involved for women that leave and go to right. other states. So,
2: mm-hmm. right in both directions. That's as a not reaction, right. as a to reaction, the
0: extreme, yes, as
2: a reaction to that. But I mean, I am, I, don't, I don't shy away from that. I mean, you know, we yeah, don't shy away. Like, I'm fine with it. I, yeah. I mean, I, you know, that's that. I am pretty much an extremist on the particular issue. So,
1: I am too. I, I believe it's I believe honestly, it's so. life. Okay, yeah, but, so if thing. you believe it's life and you say I can kill it. You're 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 just a bad human being. You're just a bad human being.
3: I believe that's a human baby. Right. You you made the point earlier that it's you know you have everyone has a line where they think life right. begins right and yeah actually the, the the one part of this debate and this is weirdly I think this is the the most common denominator of opinions on abortion in the United States and it's the one that I think is the most morally vacuous, which is the position of. Uh, I personally am against it, but I think it should be legal. Yeah, right. I find that very odd. I, I don't think it's, like, at least in the first month or so, and I don't know the right. exact breakdown, but I don't think it is initially, so I have no problem with it. If I did think it was a person, I would Correct. have a problem with it. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. So you're in the place where I think the majority of
1: Americans are, where safe, rare, legal, yeah. okay? I, that's not my position, but I think most people are like, I don't want to deal with this. It's not my thing, but I'm not going to force that on you if something tragic happened in your life. But let's not make this your, you know, your contraceptive, and let's not celebrate abortions safe, rare, and legal. Okay? I think that's where most people are. When we're starting on infanticide, okay, where they're actually saying it, then backing off and denying it, kind of like you can keep your doctor oh, well, no, I guess you can't. Kind of exactly the same way. How is life not that life? I'm not even talking about Roe versus Wade life where you don't think it's life. Okay, this life, when we're talking about getting rid of babies for deformities, getting rid of babies for any reason and letting them die five minutes before they're born or five minutes after they're born, How is that not one of the most pressing issues?
3: I'd like to break that down a little bit. (laughs) In that, one, um, I don't think very many people are in favor of infanticide. I'm not in favor of infanticide. When we look at that um, late-term abortion, uh, which, and I should say, I'm I'm against elective late-term abortion. Mm -hmm. I'm not for that. I know. Um, However, the vast majority of the cases we're talking about aren't elective. They're they're usually that um, something's gone wrong. Now, um, I think if I like, if it turned out that I had a kid, uh, this is late in, you know, this is like eight months in, it turns out they have Down syndrome or something, I would proceed with that. Um, I've never been in this position. I really hope I never am. Let's say a doctor sat down and said, definitively, your child is going to die and be in a lot of pain. It's going to be like three or four days and they will absolutely die. They will absolutely be in pain. I, I can see why under that situation a parent would want to would want to have that option available to them. I don't want to have to make that choice, but I could I could see that being a reason people would go for it. I, I might have if the doctors
1: told me what they told me about my daughter Mary when she was born, right after she was born, if they would have told me what they told me right before she was born, I would have considered abortion. Okay? Would have been the biggest mistake of my life. But I I understand that and I have compassion for that. But we're not talking, we're not, we're, we we have, we're talking about electing officials who will not admit that that is a child at any time in the womb. That is a serious moral character flaw. That's, that, there's nothing more. We can argue about even the Second Amendment, even the Constitution. When you can't recognize that at any point in that eight-month eight period that that is a baby, there's a serious moral flaw in you, and we should not even consider you. If you want to say it's a baby at one month, two weeks, six weeks, 21 weeks, 25 weeks, but when you say, nope, that's not a baby until I declare it's a baby, you're insane. That's the death of truth.
0: Do I feel like we could have left about 10 minutes ago.
2: I know. This is a very interesting conversation. (laughs) No, it's very very, very, interesting. Glenn's coming off a vacation, so I think there's a lot of thoughts bouncing around. And
0: I will say, just just to ponder this, Andrew, and and then we're going to go, I do think that it speaks volumes that the way that these new laws are written, like in New York and places like that, they make it a point to say um, when they define women's health, it's basically all reasons. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, they can do it at any point in time for the woman's health. Oh, but by the way, the woman's health includes psychological and mental and, yeah. you know,
2: familial. Familial. Yeah. I mean, that was, right. that was in the New York law, I believe. Was yeah. it New York? Yes. And it's like the yes. familial yeah. health. So me, health. Like, I, I, that's not a. Right.
0: That's not, that's not a. what we're talking about Okay. Here. This might have, you know, this baby might have a defect that, you know, might alter our lives significantly or whatever the case may be. It's not really necessarily about the baby. If it was, they wouldn't have gone ahead and included all of that in there, which basically allows her to do it for any reason I, at any time.
3: I suspect that that would be the end result regardless if you're going to have exceptions in there. I think that it would be very difficult. If you're going to take a position of um, no abortion is ever acceptable under any circumstance, uh, rape or threat to the mother or anything like mm-hmm. that, um, then you don't have to worry about this. However, um, let's say you want to say, okay, if there's a, a 50% chance that a woman is going to die um, if, she, if she goes forth with the pregnancy, um, can a doctor give her permission to have an abortion at that point? Yes, okay. Well, what if it's like, let's say, 14%? What if it's 8%? Where do we draw that line? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I, I think you would, you would be able to find doctors that would say, this is a sufficient threshold of danger to me to sign off on this. But we're
0: not talking about death. We're talking about I, I, it mentally You know, concerns me that I'm going to have a child. Now. Sure.
3: And what, what I'm saying is I think that, in that situation, that same person, if if they if they wanted to, to try and restrict this further, would just go find somebody. Would go well. Actually, there's there's a, a pregnancy problem as well. So
2: it's back to your smarter rats. Thing, yeah, again. What, what like, I'm saying is, if, so if you're, if you're going
3: to have nuance to this, I think that's, that's the unavoidable position you're going to get to. Is that that would be somewhat available to you? We can and take that, a we can take a stance and have a resolution mm-hmm. and say you shouldn't have elective abortion. Well, you know, like late in the game, I'm fine with that. But and I don't this know.
1: goes back to my fence theory. There are holes of truth in our fence. No. and we won't repair them we'll just sit here and argue about this extreme or this extreme while the fence has a hole in it you until you repair that truth and agree on truth at some point that's a baby that's well, why we have baby showers restore, restore the fence of truth and everything else starts to work itself out yeah. this is now longer than
2: the whole show the, rate, the overtime is now longer than the show
0: <laughs> okay well you're welcome Blaze TV
2: subscribers
0: and podcast listeners let us know what you think uh, at the Blaze's Twitter that is at the Blaze we'll see you tomorrow
3: <laughs> sorry about that no, Oh, was that was a good That's chat It yeah. was
0: a good discussion you we're absolutely